Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You are watching Game Time Decisions. I am Gable Morenci, and I'm on the grid. And so is the raging redhead Cam Stewart. Donnie Wrightside, he's going to be on the grid in a couple of moments' time. we got Major League Baseball going off the board in a couple of moments' time. We've got NBA basketball uh, this evening. We're throwing it down. We've got picks, props, and everything else uh, in between. No teasers uh, tonight. Uh, but we got picks and uh, props. MCM in the house. Massive card. Morency throwing it down. Uh, 14 picks last night. 11 winners. 11-3 and three, uh, last night. We'll try to keep this thing going this evening. I've got nine Count them, uh, Cam. Nine strikeout prop uh, bets uh, this evening, and I like them all. We're going to break them all down, and I'll tell you why I like them all. The Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart in the house. What's up, Cam? Yeah, what's happening, buddy? That's a nice record. And uh, I told you in a game last night, not to panic. The Raiders were going to be okay. Our only regret was when we could have got them at plus 10.5 when New Orleans came out there. Should have spread more ducats, but a nice outright win there. They get it done. People are talking like these guys are going to the Super Bowl. Slow down. It's one week. And uh, a lot of calls went against the Saints. But I will say this. I'm looking forward to the strikeout props. And baseball, we'll talk to Donnie Wrightside. The Philadelphia Phillies are in free fall, dude. They needed that game against the Nationals. Voth has been horrible all year. They lose the opener five to one the Phillies got issues well you know what the uh, they do and we'll break it down with Donnie right side from Philadelphia but as far as the Raiders are concerned I think um I think they're I think the um not the hype and you know listen I was, no one's talking about them winning the Super Bowl I, I haven't yeah. looked I didn't hear one person, Cam, say they're winning the Super Bowl did you <laughs> like, no no they're not winning the Super Bowl no no they're not winning the Super Bowl no, but they, they deserve the accolades that they're getting. They're 2-0 uh, on the season. They won on the road. They win a football game. Uh, they win last night. And I don't know what you're talking about, about calls and stuff like that. It was pass interference. He grabbed his arm. It was stupid. He didn't need to, but he did. Janoris like, you know, Jenkins has been doing stupid things since he's been in the National Football League, all right? You know there's a problem when the New York Giants don't want you. And, yeah. and now he's on the Saints. He grabbed rugs. Like... You know, I, I, I don't know what this new thing is. Every time there's a penalty, we're going to say, oh, and what would have it changed? The Saints, like, weren't doing anything all game. They had one drive late with, with Alvin Kamara. The Raiders justifiably won that game. Like, there's no complaints. Yes. That the Raiders no, were a football team. And it was pass interference. It was pass interference. You can't, like, the, the Jalen Ramsey stuff with the Cowboys was different. That wasn't, you know, they were jostling, and, you know, they were both jostling, and, Ramsey lost and faked it and sold it. 
Last night, Janoris Jenkins grabbed his arm, and there was no need to do it. The ball was overthrown, it, you know. But the thing is, when you got a guy like Ruggs, and Ruggs is one of the fastest men in America, any ball is catchable. So you can't say, oh, it's going to be uncatchable. I don't know, man. This guy's got four, like two, four speed. Oh, he's so unreal. Maybe it would have been, maybe it would have been uh, catchable uh, in the end. So I don't want to hear about the call. Listen, I'm the first one to admit if a call will go my way, but that was no call going our way last night. That was just, it was pass interference. Janoris Jenkins um, you know, never should have uh, never should have grabbed his arm uh, like he did. Um, no Stanley Cup uh, tonight, but I warned you uh, last night about the Tampa Bay Lightning. And I'll tell you what, Cam, I think we have a turning point uh, in this series uh, right now. I'd be very careful moving forward with the Stars. I still think it's an extended series, but without being stated, I think, uh, uh, you know, I, I said it yesterday, Cam, Tampa just needed a game to figure it out. You get against a new, a new system, sometimes teams have a hard time adapting, and they admitted they had a hard time adapting to it. Shout out to all of our radio affiliates. I'm Renzi. We're kicking over to Raging Redhead. Cab Store. Donnie Wrightside's going to step up and in a couple of minutes. Always enjoy kicking it with Donnie. We're going to run the gauntlet with uh, Donnie. We're going to talk Major League Baseball. We've got a ton of games on the board uh, this evening. Uh, we'll talk NBA basketball. Can the Nuggets uh, bounce back after having their heart ripped out uh, the other night mm. at the buzzer uh, by Anthony Davis? And um, we're going to get a little NFL, some college uh, football and more. A lot of stuff. To break down on the show. Baseball coming up uh, right now. What are you on early here, Ken? Yeah, it's been a good start to the day, Gabe, with the Nationals plus one and a half. I kind of babied out on it, but it was even money. Uh, Philadelphia has been really cold, and I'm coming back to the White Sox today. I, I, I think they're in a good spot against Cleveland. I just like the matchup against these guys, and I, I like the way they battled back. Despite losing the game last night, they came back from four runs down. They're a gritty club. I understand they've already you know, locked up things, but I, I just think the Chicago White Sox are a better team than the Cleveland Indians right now, up and down the roster, and now we don't have a, a p- pitching disadvantage as well. So I think uh, the White Sox are a good play right now. That game's coming up, and uh, we'll play a lot of baseball a little bit later. Big baseball night on the program tonight. Huge games, too. You talked about it earlier, that Cincinnati-Milwaukee game. That's absolutely massive. So, yeah, man, we're, the season's running down. Can't believe the playoffs are in like a week. And uh, things are happening big time in MLB baseball right now. Must-win games for teams on the edge. Yeah, you know, they are They are must-wins. I'm having a hard time. I'm not, like, excited. I don't – it's not like to me, oh, man, what a big game tonight. Like, well, I, got, I got to see this. Like I said <laughs> yesterday, they're all a bunch of stooge loser teams. Like, you know, you're 500 teams battling for the eighth spot. Uh, when 16 teams get into the playoffs, good for you. Uh, but with that being stated, I don't think it's like other sports, really, where they don't have a chance. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, the eighth seed in baseball could have a chance. Like, if the Reds are the eighth Big seed, time. they have a chance against the Dodgers. Like, in, mm-hmm. in a three-game series, you do have a chance. So it's not all for naught, but I just have a hard time. Like, to me, it doesn't. it's not a pennant chase. Let's, call, let's not call this a pennant chase. It's not a pennant chase. Yeah, yeah, whip de doo I like what the Yankees uh, stated. They clinched the playoff spot, and they were asked if they celebrated. And I'm surprised <laughs> they did as much as they did. They said, yeah, we had a couple of bottles of champagne in the hotel lobby together after uh, clinching mm. a playoff spot. And I'm thinking, you're the yeah. Yankees, and <laughs> teams make the playoffs? You're lucky exactly. if I give you a Sprite. I agree. <laughs> 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Game time decisions continues. I am Game of Red, so Kano, the Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart. Uh, we're on the clock right now. We've got a ton of baseball uh, to break down. And as I stated earlier, we're going to run the gauntlet with Donnie Wright's side. We'll talk baseball. We'll talk basketball. Uh, we'll talk college uh, football and NFL football. So let's get right down to business. Uh, Donnie, uh, Phillies, man, they're as beat up as, a, as an NFL football team uh, are right now. You'd think they're an NFL football team with all the injuries uh, that they have bad time of the year to have all these injuries. Uh, yet the playoffs do start next week. Uh, what's your take on the Phillies' uh, second leg of the doubleheader? It's a, I mean, they need a third leg, basically, because they're they're out of their first two legs. If you take a look at this, the way this weekend series or this week series is setting up with the Nationals, the Phillies are one game back of the Marlins, and you say, oh, my goodness, we might have to face Corbin, Scherzer, and, you know, whoever is another elite-level pitcher for the Nationals. They're going to line up against Sanchez, Voth, Espino, and Fetty, and they're possibly going to be down 0-3 to start this four-game series. You've got to be kidding me, Gabe. This is unbelievable, the type of malfunction going through with the Philadelphia Phillies. Yeah, yeah, Voth has me, been. Is, to me, it's a hassle. Are you here. playing this game, Cam? I, no, I told you. I took the Nash. Voth pitched like the first game, and they made him look like the second coming of uh, uh, the Cy Young. Like, that's what the, the Phillies were looked awful in that game. I'll tell you one thing, Marenzi. I wouldn't bet the Phillies. It's almost Washington or nothing at this point. This team, I don't know what's going on. Like, they, Voth, take a look at his numbers. They're very poor. And uh, he absolutely dominated these guys. He was throwing strikeouts. They didn't even know it was coming. It was a very, very odd performance. And the Phillies, it's hard for these guys to dig out right now, Marenzi. Like, there's a problem. And you know baseball, man. It's hard. A little little ball. You got round bat ball, 98 miles an hour. If you're already inside your head, you got to have that real good feeling when you go to the ballpark. And I don't think the Phillies have it right now. There's a real problem. Injuries are one, and they're in their own heads. Uh, Dottie? Um, you've got yeah. you've got the White Sox and the Indians. And to me, a lot of these baseball games, it's all anticlimactic. And I was saying it before you joined yeah. us about it's not a pennant chase. This isn't a pennant chase. You you got 500 baseball teams. We could have teams that don't even have a 500 record in a 60-game season in the playoffs. So, listen, I'm not lying. I'm going to enjoy the playoffs. And next Tuesday, we have four American League games. And then next awesome. Wednesday, guys, we have eight baseball games. Ooh. for the, Everyone's playing. 
Because the way they're doing it on Tuesday, so it'll be four of the American League teams uh, start, uh, four series. Uh, um, so you got eight teams per, right? So all four are going to play a, a, um, a game one on, uh, on Tuesday. Then on Wednesday, it'll be the American League game twos. And then the National League will jump in with four games. And then so on. And it goes on. And the National League will have Friday to themselves. Uh, I don't know why the, the method to the madness that they came up with this. But long story short, guys, next Wednesday, there are eight baseball games, Donnie. <laughs> Think about that, bro. It's like March Madness, but baseball playoffs. It's going to have that, like, all day long. It's just going to be baseball, and they're all going to count. We're going to be talking about game twos as well. It could be elimination games uh, already. And, oh, yeah, the NBA Finals start next Wednesday, September 30th. And, oh, yeah, there happens to be the presidential debate on Tuesday night, the 29th. <laughs> Next week's going to be off the hook, man. It's going to be a crazy week last week. Um, so let, let's keep it rolling here. So as I was saying, I was going to say, though, and I don't know how you feel, Kev, but I'll throw it to Donnie first. To me, you know, these teams, the seeds don't really matter. There's no home field unless, you know, it's the first round, et cetera. So you get a lot of these games, you know, I have a weird feeling about them. And I'm, I'm betting Garrett Cole tonight, guys, the strikeout prop yep. over eight and a half. But I'm thinking, if I'm the Yankees, do I really roll this guy out for all that long? Wouldn't you pull him after like six innings, Donnie? Like, aren't you playing with fire? That's what I'm getting at. Are you playing with fire already if you're already in the playoffs and you're rolling out your ace? You're right, because, Gabe, it's a great point you bring up, because usually you're setting up your rotations anyway, but when you have the home field advantage, you can settle in. You know, you're used to winning at home. Everybody's more comfortable there. Now you're going to go on the road, and the only thing that matters is your pitching rotation setup. And even the throwback to the Phillies point that you brought up of how they're struggling so bad, you have a dead team you're playing in the in the Washington Nationals. You look at the end of the season, they end with the Rays. The Rays have clinched. They only care about not getting healthy, getting some young guys some pitching stats. If the Phillies don't make it in the playoffs this year with how many teams eight per league making it in that's a complete and utter embarrassment but your point is right there Gabe pitching matchups are all that matters who if Garrett Cole goes eight innings tonight and throws 115 pitches what are you doing Yankees it doesn't even matter yeah I, I wonder about that Cam and I, I'm rolling the dice because I think they yeah, actually sort of will I think they will it's one of these things we want to keep them in his regular routine right mm -hmm. you know seven or yep. eight or whatever I don't know I have something to think about we haven't brought it up yet but to me Cam Especially from, you know, I thought about it with the Cole strikeout prop because I'm not going to lie. I played it. And then right after Donnie and Cam, it sort of kicked and mm -hmm. settled in. I'm like, damn, man. <laughs> like, listen, I don't know Brault's going to pitch tonight. You know what I mean? He's the Pirates. Yep. They ain't resting him for nothing. I know, all right, if he pitches well, this guy's going to be in the game tonight. But then it hit me, guys. I was like, man, if the Yankees are up 6 nothing, and it's the fifth inning, Boone's going to tell Garrett, hey, bro, we got For big sure. games next week. Have a seat. You know what I'm saying, Cam? That's what I realized yep. about the Cole prop after. But the funny thing is, even if he goes, let's say he goes four or five innings, Cole can get, he could strike out two out of three Blue Jays and get there. That's the crazy thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you are playing with fire, but he's also such a dominant guy. Even if he goes, I think anything like, Five innings, Gabe, you're probably, I think he could probably have eight strikeouts or by that point there. That's the thing. I'm not, I'm not sure they're going to let him pitch 100, but I think they'll probably let him get, you know, high 80s, low 90s. And if they have control of the game, they have a good enough bullpen to put some other guys out there. I do agree with that, but I don't think he's going to be out of the game that early unless he gets rocked, which is very, very unlikely against Toronto. And, uh, or, or they have a huge lead and they, they will put somebody else in. But I'm telling you, Gabe, if even if they pitch five, six innings, Cole could get to double digits.
That's the thing. And, and so. also, I don't think it's crazy that to say that they might leave him in. I mean, we see football coaches do stupid things all the time, right? So but I don't mm. think that baseball managers can't do the same. All right, so the Cincinnati Reds smoking hot right now, uh, Donnie. They're sending Sonny Gray to the hill tonight. I was on the Reds last night, rolled the Castillo strikeout mm. prop uh, to the over as well. Yet, I don't know, man, minus 162 tonight. Big price. What are you going to get from Sonny Gray coming back from injury? They need to think about the big picture for Sonny Gray as well, um, you know, to get in the playoffs. I get they need this game as well, but Ken, I'll throw it to you. You're Mr. Cincinnati Red. I've done a pretty <laughs> good job jumping on and off like them. Uh, I was on them last night. I'm not feeling it tonight. That minus 162 is a little high. What's your take on the Reds? You bet them every night. Are you betting them tonight? <laughs> yeah, I think I think they I think they can win, but there's concerns on both. Uh, no, I mean he like lately the Reds are more than Pete yeah, Rose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do. Like me and Pete That's Rose need to have a conversation. We need to have a conversation. I'm betting the Reds more than you, Pete. They've been great to me lately. Don't get me wrong. Lately, it's been very nice. I will say this. I'm going to tell you, Anderson, Gabe, he had some blister issues and some hand issues, so he's coming back. And you also have to look at Sonny Gray, who's been battling with a back. So when you're laying 62 cents on FanDuel with guys with those type of injuries, if the blister picks up for Anderson, he could be gone. Then it's a long bullpen game. That's advantage Cincinnati. And I don't know how Gray, you can't mess around with bad backs. I'm not sure if Icy Cool, like Shaq O'Neal, is going to go, oh, yeah, Icy Cool, it could do the situation and get him through. I don't know. We don't know the severity of it. I don't think he'd pitch if it was that bad, but there are question marks going in. I like Cincinnati to win, Gabe, but laying 62 cents isn't too smart in a game that's going to be pretty tight. So I might parlay it, get a dance partner, and turn it into plus money. Eileen Reds, they're they're on fire. You know what? I think uh, I think my um, my voice is a powerful one. As I just stated, the number's too high, Dottie. It literally just went from 162 to 156. We're moving numbers here. Yeah, there you go. Keep talking, Gabe. Keep talking. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 38. Say, the Reds, Reds are a lot. Trap. Reds are a lot. <laughs> They're a big trap tonight, the Reds. Trap. Yeah, that's what they are. Uh, so, yeah, what do you think, uh, Dottie, about this game? Like I said, I do think I'd be concerned. I'm not playing the Reds tonight. It's a pass for me on this one. It'd be Milwaukee or nothing. Yeah, yeah, it's valid points all the way around. When I bet the Milwaukee Brewers, I want to take the Milwaukee Brewers versus a left-handed starter on the mound. So, obviously, Sonny Gray is going to be a right, and you bring up good points where you're trying to get him right for the playoffs, banged up a little bit, some questionable starts. I don't know how long he's going to go, but I know they want to get him through at least five innings, get those good feelings back, and get back into it. So, instead of taking that price at 150, 160, Gabe, I'll lead on the run line over the first five innings. I have the better lineup, the hotter team, and I also want Sonny Gray through those first five innings. I'll lead on Reds' first five innings run line here. I do have a strikeout prop uh, on Brault. Uh, we're going with our bro, and he's been real good to us with these uh, strikeout uh, props. We'll hit some strikeout props uh, on the other side for the early games. We'll get into the NBA. We'll get Donnie's take on the NBA. We'll talk college football, NFL, and more. Game time decisions continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. 
And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is gonna be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Game time decision continues. I am Marenzi, throwing it down to Ridge Around the Cab. Stuart, shout out to all of our radio affiliates and uh, shout out to everybody watching us or whatever platform you're watching us on. Donnie, right side, SBR uh, in the house, uh, kicking it. Um, follow Donnie on uh, Twitter. Although, uh, Donnie, what's your actual uh, Twitter uh, handle? <laughs> what, what's the exact handle? Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, what, what is it? Don, Donnie, uh, what, what's the exact handle? I might have been getting it wrong yep. for, I don't like, what, the last four years? If you have closed captioning, every time Gabe says at Donnie Wrightside, it really means at Wrightside VP on Twitter. So there's a little bit of a, a translation problem here for us. <laughs> wow. I wasn't even close. <laughs> not, not even. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? If you punch in Donnie Wrightside on Twitter, who's yeah, there coming you go. Up? Correct. You. Yeah. Come on. You. Yep. That's why, that's why <laughs> yeah, for the past yeah. couple of years, you've always said it. I've never corrected it. And when you guys see me log off on the show each week, I usually do it laughing because every time he says it, it's like my own personal <laughs> joke. I had to let Gabe in on that. Yeah. <laughs> that's too good. All right. So uh, Donnie Wrightside kicking it uh, with us. Um, all right. So quickly, we got uh, the Yankees and uh, the Blue Jays coming up at about uh, – about nine minutes uh, time, nine, ten minutes time right now. As I mentioned, Garrett Cole on the Hill, guys. Strikeout prop is eight and a half. He struck out eight uh, Jays in his last start, actually. Uh, so his last start was against the Jays. He struck out eight. He's gone over eight and a half in four of his last six starts. We talked about the concern, though, that he gets gets pulled early. Uh, Tanner Rourke's on the Hill uh, for the Toronto Blue Jays. The dude's a gas can, all right? Uh, he's yeah, more yeah. flammable than a Krusty the Clown doll. Uh, but uh, <laughs> with that being stated, that doll was flammable. Okay, yeah, I like that one. I just, yeah. I guess that's a keeper. That, that's a keeper. Program to program to evil. Yeah. Oh no, that crusty doll had problems. Yeah, and the and crusty cereal had like razor blades in it too. Not good yes. products. Good call, Marenzi. Yeah. Yeah. So he's a gas can. His ERA is six four one. But guys, his strikeout prop is three and a half. And Ooh. I love those over three and a half. Tanner Rourke, as bad as it is, even when he gets lit up, he's still five and two to the over three and a half in his last um, in his last seven starts. Yeah, I want to throw this to you, Dottie. What do you make of this? We've had a lot of this this year in the shortened season with this stuff and the way the schedule is. This is the third straight start that he's facing the Yankees, bro. Poor bastard, huh? Like his ERA is six four one. He faces the Yankees every start. How evil is that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're facing the Yankees in every start. Usually you might get, if you're home in Toronto, a little bit bigger ballpark. But you're in a tiny ballpark in Buffalo and a tiny ballpark in the Bronx. You're not getting any rest. And this is a full-go lineup tonight for the Yankees. So good luck to him. Yeah, you know what? He might get laid up, Cam, but I think he can get there. So his last two starts were against the same Yankees lineup, although they're more dangerous now. He had four strikeouts, and he had three strikeouts. Yeah, listen, it's, in today's modern era, you should be able It's not impossible to get the four strikeouts, even if you suck no. and you only last like three, four innings. You can still, 
you can still get there. All right, so let's keep this uh, rolling right now. Uh, all right, Donnie, uh, any other baseball? For the record, uh, you guys mentioned um, you, you brought up uh, Tampa and, you know, teams uh, clinching things. But Tampa uh, Tampa want to lock this uh, the division up and officially, you know, officially have that win and the feather in the cap, even if it's a shortened season. I like them tonight with Snell. I think they're going to get it done. I think it's more than a fair number in the minus. It was like minus 132. It's bouncing around right now. But I like that game, Donnie. Any, anything in baseball before we move on uh, that you like on the card tonight? Yeah, you know what's really interesting? Late night action tonight, Gabe. Oakland Athletics and the Los Angeles Dodgers. I know the Dodgers are your your squad. I like the Dodgers tonight. They look like they're going to have a really good lineup in. But the reason being, Oakland already clinched the division. So maybe you had that little relief last night coming out. So And also, it's a heavy price. So instead of going full game on the Dodgers, which I do think they win, I like May over the first five innings over Montas. I think they'll be able to touch him up. And you might get that slow start or maybe a half of a lineup for Oakland. I want to take advantage of that with a cheap price. They'll be up after five innings. I'll tell you what, um, yeah, I like Montas uh, tonight. I'm not saying he's going to win the game, but I like his strikeout prop. It's over four and a half, and I'll tell you guys why a little bit uh, later on. But just quickly, as far as Tampa is concerned, that's the one like game I do like. One more win, they officially win a division. Uh, yeah, camp. correct. And they're in New York City right now. What better place to wrap it up? It's not against the Yankees, but it's against the Mets. It just, you know, they lo- it just has that feel uh, right now that tonight's the night. Uh, that they nail it down with Snell on the hill. I'm surprised the number's not uh, bigger. The Mets are fading, bro. Uh, unless DeGrom's on the hill and he stays on the hill, they can't win. Like, the, the season's done uh, for the Mets. I like the Rays uh, tonight. We'll get Cavs baseball picks uh, after uh, after Dottie uh, exits the building. So let's keep this rolling right now. Speaking <laughs> of rolling, uh, Dottie, the uh, Miami Hurricanes, 2-0 straight up and against the spread. Uh, barely got the cover against UAB, but went into Louisville and beat a pretty good Louisville football team. Well, I think it's a pretty good football team. And wasn't really close. They ran them out of their own building, and they smashed them last year. There's definitely – Miami always had that swagger, but there's a confidence now. You can tell just the confidence that the Eric King has brought to the table, uh, the offensive coordinator. Um, it's, a, it's a fun football team. They're a fun football team to watch. They're laying 11.5 to Florida State. The wheels fell off FSU last week against John Tech and Mike Norvell's uh, debut. It's 11.5 points. I find it interesting, though. The Canes have actually beaten them outright three straight times. What's your take, Donnie, on this one? I, I like the points in this game. Not to say I want to take the points with Florida State, but the points going over the total. Because I think it, you saw last week, it's been a really long time, game where you have a quarterback that's not only mobile but accurate and also can pair him up now with an offensive coordinator that's hitting the gas pedal. That old Miami speed you saw over the weekend, what, first two drives in the second half, two plays, like 150, yard, 150 yards worth of plays and two touchdowns on top of it. I think they get after Florida State, and they have no problem trying to run the score up. But I do think Florida State can score because you did see some chinks in the armor of that Miami defense this past weekend. I wouldn't be surprised to see Miami upping close in that mid-30 range, so that leads me to take the over in this one. I think you get some points here. More than a fair number at 53-and-a-half. I don't have a problem. Yeah. As Cam knows, I'm not adverse to betting it over. <laughs> SEC <No>. kickoff. <laughs> SEC kickoff this week. Kentucky, Auburn, Mississippi State, LSU, Alabama, Missouri. Um, I tell you what, Alabama's laying a lot of points um, yeah, and Saban, Saban's not great at covering monster numbers. Like, he names his score. He can pretty much pick the score, but they have Texas A&M coming up. I know Mizzou have 12 guys out with COVID, but is it 12, like, kids that don't even have names on the back of their jersey? 
that stand on the sideline. You know what I'm saying? Like, how much of an impact? It's a lot of points, but I want, the game that I'm really focused in here on, Donnie, I want to throw it to you here is Mississippi mm-hmm. State and LSU. L- what, LSU, with 10 players drafted. Um, you, you had the players drafted. Not only that, Jamar Chase opts out. They're, this is a rebuilding football team. I know it's next man up all the time with these blue chip programs, but laying a lot of points here against Mississippi State. I, you know, It's Mike Leach's first game. And for those of you that are unaware, guys, and I know Donnie and Cam are aware, but uh, for you mm-hmm. tuning in, KJ Costello is the quarterback of Mississippi State, former Stanford Cardinal quarterback. Yeah, Stanford. I like him. Uh, yeah, he's a smart kid, right? Stanford, they're just going to let him loose. And he says, man, this is a lot of fun. I'm not just handing the ball off. And uh, he's a smart kid. He gets the offense quickly. Like a lot of times, Donnie, be like, ooh, tough to learn this offense. And I get it. It is. With Mike Leach, but KJ KJ's a smart kid. He's, he's eating it up. You know, they've got some talent there. Mike Leach, when asked about his team, he said, at times, man, he goes, we got some speed. And Leach ain't used to having talent like this, guys, right? SEC talent like this. He goes, man, we got some fast guys. We, 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 you know, we have some explosive plays that we, we've done in practice. And he goes, at other times, it's kind of ugly. What are you expecting, Donnie, in this game? Two rebuilt programs right now. No, you're right about that. And also, when you take a look at the number here, it opens up around 18 and a half. Now you're seeing that shift down to 16 and a half. And I agree with it because you're going to get two new looks, but also you don't get that Joe Burrow effect last year from what LSU had. They also lost their offensive coordinator dating back before Joe Burrow. Wasn't the cleanest offense. So I don't think that's going to be great right off the bat, but also another key ingredient here that we keep looking in this COVID era, Gabe. LSU with 85,000 fans in Death Valley is a huge task to go and take. Now you don't have it. Now you can let the quarterback settle in. And he's a veteran quarterback. This isn't his first start. It's not a freshman coming into this football game. I like the points in this game. Exactly. I I like the points here. That's a great point. This kid's played at Notre Dame. He's played at USC. He's played in Boston. He's a winner. Absolutely. He's a winner, and let's remember, too, uh, Burrow's done. It's Brennan time in LSU, and that's the thing. And a great point that you guys bring up, too, about the noise. Mike Leach's system, ding, 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 ding. It'll be very confusing with 8,000. Yeah, yeah, so 20,000 in comparison to 80, though, and a bunch of drunks at LSU who've, like, been partying all day doing shots. At least with that with that, with that, that number of people, Gabe, you could still do the things you need to do in his complex scheme. Costello's a smart kid. He went to Stanford, the Harvard of the West. We know he can understand the system. I agree. I think LSU's going to take a step back if they win. Two touchdowns max. I think it's too many points. Yeah. The thing is, listen, Mike Leach's offense is not going to be clicking out of the gate. And I totally get it. And specifically, it's not going to be clicking against a good defense like LSU. Mm-hmm. And I don't care how many – who I don't care who's on the LSU defense. You know they're going to be good. Uh, but with all that being stated, like you said, Donnie, I agree. This could be a smash-mouth game, man. It's a lot of points, like, to, to extend in what's going to be a defensive battle. I know Mike Leach is there, but you still got talent on the defensive side of the football for Mississippi State. As you stated, they lost that. Look, dude, just, oh, yeah, by the way, Joe Burrow, now in the NFL. Hilaire, now in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Yep. Jefferson, now in the NFL. Yep. Uh, Jamar Chase, getting ready for the NFL. Decided, I'm not playing yep. with this team. And let me let me throw this out there, too, guys. If if they had, like, let's say De'Ara King was the quarterback, Donnie, at LSU right now. You think Jamar Chase taps out? I don't. I think it was no, almost a message true. that Jamar says, man, he didn't tap out right away, Donnie. He saw the team and said, yeah, yeah, I'm out. You know what I mean? I read it like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I read it like that. Like He's like, yeah, you know, we're not winning. 
this 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 could be a bumpy year. I don't need this. I'm, I don't not get my head taken off with a bad quarterback. Um, all right, well we'll wrap it. Dottie, hang in here, Dottie. I want to get your Eagles take on the other side. Yep, get some more sure. picks. Game time is in and continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decision continues. I'm Renzi. We're kicking it over Raging Reddit. Cam Stewart, Donnie Wrightside, gracious enough to hang out with us for a couple of more uh, minutes here. Time always flies uh, when Donnie's kicking it. Uh, well, there's a lot of stuff uh, to get to, so let's keep this uh, rolling uh, right now. Um, let's talk some – we're talking college football. We were talking about the SEC, uh, but um, let's get in. Actually, let me ask you quickly, Donnie, uh, since mm-hmm. I know you watched the football game. Uh, between Miami yeah. and Louisville. How do you think Louisville bounced back uh, going to Pitt this weekend? I think they bounced back well. That kid's really good at quarterback, and you got a lot of speed on the outside. That was just one of those games where Miami speed matched it. Pitt doesn't have that Miami speed. I think they'll do very well. And, yeah, you know, it's, it seems just to be a bad matchup for Louisville. Uh, Miami Miami just seemed to, to own them uh, right now. Yeah. All right, so let's get, let's get into uh, some NFL uh, football, Thursday night uh, football. We've got some line movement, uh, guys. Uh, numbers up to three. And, you know, it's funny how perception changes in the public uh, sphere as quickly as it does. From two weeks ago, the Jacksonville Jaguars are worse than a high school football team from Dade County. Yep. And they're going to be the worst <laughs> team in the NFL. And listen, I said it. I said yeah. before the year started, oh, it's free money. The Jags plus 250 to be mm-hmm. the worst team in the NFL. They're not. The Jets are the worst team in the NFL. The Jets are yes. bad, like real bad, bad. Jacksonville is scrappy. They're like Miami last year. Yeah, you, you, you know, the organization, you guys are trying to tank. So what? You know what? I'm going out here to win. And, you know, they're competing right now. But with that being stated, come on, Donnie, now the Jags are three-point favorites. I, I, you know, I'm not making an official pick right now. But I was already – I went to bed last night thinking that the Dolphins were the play. That all this new t- people talking about Jags this, Jags that – that the Dolphins are the play. Now it's up to three. Uh, interesting live move. What's your take on this one, Donnie? Yeah, it's, you're, you bring up such a great point here, Gabe, because you're looking at Jacksonville as that team that has Gordon Mitchell. They can come back. They can keep it close. They can sneak inside the number. Now there's no sneaking inside the number. They're the favorite in this football game. But the one thing I never do is bet the road team on Thursday night football. The home team has such an advantage in this one. But again, kudos to you if you got in at the one and a half or the twos, two and a half, because now we're seeing threes across the board, which would lead us to believe that you're going to have to win the game by a touchdown with Jacksonville. That's going to be tough going. And also, Gabe, how about the line movement? 44 to 48 now on Thursday night. Interesting to see wow. if Miami's going to be able to keep up. I like Jacksonville in this football game, but I got to say, I'm probably going to stay away because I like Jacksonville in that dog roll to cover spreads, not actually win the football games outright. Interesting line movement, Cam, with a total. We talk about it. Bad football teams often put up uh, points, as we've seen yeah. uh, already uh, this year. Um, but without being stated, Donnie brought up a good point as far as road teams on Thursday. But I will say, you know, how much is that tempered by the fact that it's Miami to Jacksonville? Miami played a home game uh, this week. Early in the in season, Florida. too. Yep. Yeah, staying, yep. staying within state. What's your early opinion and lean, Cam, on the game? 
It's a really tough one, Gabe, but as stupid as this sounds, I kind of like the Jaguars. I've been very impressed with them in both weeks. The win against Indianapolis, it was it was absolutely unreal. And every time Gardner Minshew's close in games, he delivers. The, the Titans couldn't escape these guys. Boom, they take a lead. He comes back. Touchdown. DJ Chark, they got weapons. A lot of good young players. Robinson, the running back, has been absolutely fantastic for them. That's the thing. The organization might want to tank for Lawrence, but they don't. They're players trying to play for a new contract and money. As for Miami, Miami, uh, you know, the defense is good. They battled, but it was a backdoor touchdown against Buffalo. Should be a tight game. I really think Jacksonville wins by three or four, so I think the number is very good. But I yeah. will say this. The game last night went over. I expect a little more defense in this game. I think the game might go under, but I lean Jaguars, Gabe. I don't know what Tua's uh, health status is, but, you know, the time is coming. What do you roll if it's Patrick out there for on a weekly basis now? Like, if Tua's good to go, I would make the move. Yeah, I'm almost thinking Fitz has one win left in him. And Gardner mm. Minshew is Fitz Jr. Like when Fitz sees him, <laughs> all right, good, good job, kid. I got the beard, yeah. you got the mustache. You're going to be in this league for like 12, 14 years, kid. You know what I mean? <laughs> You'll be a starter, a backup. Like, well, you know, they're kind of the same, cut from the same jib, so to speak. Let me throw something at you here, Donnie, because I think it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And I do believe the New York Jets are the worst team in football. And I don't think it's all Adam Gase's fault. You look, come on, look at that roster. Vince Lombardi, bro, couldn't coach that roster up. Like, look at exactly. the roster they have. Look That's at horrible. the roster that they have. Partially, and they got crushed last year with injuries, too. He, has, yeah, he hasn't yes. had a clean slate yet to actually get after it, yeah. No, but, and it also is his fault for, he's not a jerk. I've spoken to Jet players, like, off the record even. They said he's not a jerk. They said he just doesn't talk. So, basically, things will fester and he doesn't deal with it. He's in his office cam with the door closed. You yeah. know what I mean? He's not a like, pe- you no, this, he's, no, you yeah, go he's not in a there. No, you go in there. He's not a people person. I talk to you. He's like, he's like, what, what? I got 30 <laughs> seconds. What do, you, what do you got? Like, yeah, exactly. you, if you got a problem, he's like, you know, Don, if you're a linebacker, you're like, talk to the linebacker coach, man. You coach, know what I mean? He's exactly. Very, like, de- like, he's like the player. I spoke to Jet players off the record. They said he's not a bad guy. They said, we don't really know him. They said, and it's true, he, he doesn't sleep, he's in his office 18 hours a day and all that stuff, but it doesn't matter, it doesn't, you know, it's not resulting in wins. But I want to ask you, Donnie, what do you do? You're the Jets, you have the number one pick, you got Sam Darnold, you're going to take Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields? Wow, you want to talk 100%. about a quandary, yeah? Yeah. 100%. You have, you have a generational quarterback next year's coming to town. I don't care who your quarterback is, if you're number one and you're not taking Trevor Lawrence and you're going to try to flip those for two first-rounders, you're out of your mind. You take the top pick in Trevor Lawrence and you flip Darnold. That's what you do. Well, you know what, Donnie? The Eagles might have the top pick this year. The way things oh, yeah. are going. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I couldn't yeah. resist that one. This <laughs> yeah. team's about uh, right, right now to us. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Justin Fields might be a better NFL quarterback, but that's that's a, that's a debate, you know, that, that we can have uh, that we can have down the road. Uh, so, and I said this earlier about the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, it's uh, good news, uh, good news, bad news. Uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles this week. Good news is you got the visiting Cincinnati Bengals and rookie Joe Burrow and company. Bad news is this is like a UFC fighter being given a tomato can. Like Donnie in the UFC, like if you lose two, three in a row and Dana like likes you, he gives you like, all right, we're going to give you like a stiff here. Like, you know, just go out there and beat this guy and I'll give you another three fight contract. If he doesn't like Mm -hmm. you and you're losing, he'll make you fight a killer. Like my boy Heath Herring, you didn't like him. So after Brock Lesnar came, Dana called him and said, Yeah, I got a fight for you. Kane Velasquez. 
Yeah, like, great. Yeah, Thanks. Yeah, like, yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> like, you want me to fight Godzilla yeah, after this? Like, exactly. Yeah, yeah like, yeah. like, I just lost. I just lost to Brock, and you want me to fight Cain Velasquez? Yeah, yeah good, good exactly. Job. Basically, because Dana hated him and wanted him to get killed, right? So that's like, like, there's a method to this stuff. But so you get the Bengals, but Donnie, the market is buying into Joe Burrow and company. Open at six and a half. I'm seeing five and a halfs right now. And, and rightfully so. What do you like out of Philadelphia Eagles right now to not only just win a football game, but now win by seven points? Now, the good thing that you're going to get here is a really weak defense in the Cincinnati Bengals and get some really nice weather. I think Joe Burrow is going to be able to move the football, but I also think the Philadelphia Eagles will wake up on offense and sort of pick their punches in this game because you'll be able to run the football. You have time to throw in this game. I look at this total of 46. I like that better than anything in this game. I can pencil the Philadelphia Eagles into the mid-20s, but Joe Burrow is athletic. He's going to move the chains, and if they want watched any tape last week there, Cam, on watching what the Rams did. They're going to yep. get Joe Burrow out of the pocket, and there's not a lot of playmakers in that front seven for the Philadelphia Eagles. Couldn't agree more, Gabe. I think the total's the way to go, and you know me. I'm usually sides. Yep. I think Burrow's going to get his. Philadelphia is going to yep. be able to exploit the Bengals' secondary. It's going to be an absolute shootout, like 34-30 type of game. Like, I see points galore. Kind of lean Bengals, but I love the over in that game, too. Yeah, yep. yeah. I think, you know, I, I agree with the with the over move guys as well here. Uh Philadelphia, listen, Carson Wentz and the Eagles offense, they need a game which everything clicks, right? They need that feel-good yes. game about themselves like the Raiders had last night. Hey, we put up 34. We put up 37. Everybody mm-hmm. got theirs, you know, touchdown dances, et cetera. Just a good, a fun atmosphere. They need that. They have that opportunity against this Cincinnati Bengal defense. But conversely, you guys talked about it. And I'll tell you what, you know, I don't like I, – I, you know, it's too bad it's down to five and a half right now. But anytime you get in the Bengals, like plus seven moving forward, Donnie, I brought this up earlier in the week. I've been bringing mm-hmm. it up. The back door is always going to be over, uh, open, bro. Joe Burrow is not going to tap out ever. And you, we've seen the resiliency of this kid. Six for six on fourth down. You know what I mean? Like, hey, uh, Cleveland scores, game's over. No, no, no. Burrow wants to put it in the end zone. A lot mm-hmm. of, like, veteran quarterbacks will tap out. Ah, yeah, whatever. No, no. Burrow is like he's got that energy. And he's got a great thing going with Boyd right now. Looks like Boyd's becoming his guy even more so uh, than A.J. Green is right now. Uh, interesting um, interesting football game here, though, uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles. Like I said, they lose. They're 0-3, man. And they're going to have uh, – I'd like to tune into the whip on Sunday night, Donnie. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'll, I'll tell you the one thing also in Philadelphia. If they go 0-3 and they are continuing to have a bad season, Jeffrey Lurie just might say, you know what, City, take off. We're not going to have any fans the rest of the year because they're going to burn this place down if they end up showing up here. So. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've been saying about New York. It's a good thing there's no fans at the Jets and Giants. Exactly. Oh, for Jets game? Gase would get, like, attacked, like, basically. Yeah. Like, it's the firemen would, actually, Ed, the firemen would actually be putting out fires in the stands this year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so speaking of which, uh, last game, I will throw this at you. Yeah, I, I talked. Uh, I've been looking at this game. The San Francisco 49ers. There's not a football mm-hmm. team that's got more injuries. So basically, yeah. if you're the New York Giants, Cam, this is it. And I know you. Don't I like the Giants, but honestly, mm-hmm. Barkley wasn't doing anything anyway. It's one of these weird deals. He it wasn't fit there with him. He had six carries in, in, in six yards on 15 carries in the first game. And honestly, for some reason, you saw Dottie. The ground game got better with Goldman after for some reason. <laughs> like, like, Saquon gets the ball, and he's got three defenders on him. Like, there's no room. There's no nothing. Goldman gets it, and there's, like, holes suddenly. And, like, Goldman fire. There's Goldman for five. 
there's Gallman for four. Like, it's amazing how they, you know that, that that dynamic is. But you look at San Francisco; they don't have their quarterback. So Jimmy G, no, they don't have Raheem Mostert. They don't have Tevin Coleman. They already don't have any wide receivers, even when they're healthy. Um, yep. And oh yeah, they don't have Nick Bosa. They don't have Solomon Thomas. They don't have Richard Sherman. I could go on. Like the Giants are the play here, aren't they, Donnie? Can they win this game? Does Joe Judge get his first game? Can you say yes? I'm I'm so with you. Yes, I'm so with you on this. Yes, love them. Love them. Love them this weekend. Even you're talking about like San Francisco worried about the actual turf. Remember back in the days with the Veterans Stadium in Philadelphia, Mm -hmm. you not only had to play the Eagles defense, you had to play the turf as well. It's already in their head. And if you look at a game from last week, the same one where you played the Chicago Bears, the Bears were much healthier. The spread was about the same, five, five and a half. Now you're going to get this Mm -hmm. team at home and a much lower level of competition on the offensive side of the ball and also the defensive side of the ball. You're down your three best pass rushers as well for the 49ers. They played well. This is a team that had Saquon Barkley and Sterling Shepard injured during the game down 17-0 and almost won it outright on the road. Came back. Exactly. In the first week versus Pittsburgh, they had a couple bad mistakes, Gabe. We remember Slayton was on fire. They were doing things. Yeah, Yeah, that's the thing. Jones made the things that Jones does. Great plays and bad plays. He will will make those mistakes again. It's not like they're... I I hate to say it. It just is. It's... It, it, it is. You know what I mean? There's a better chance of Snoop Dogg quitting smoking weed than there is this kid stop turning the ball over. <laughs> Not turning it, it like. over. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's that's a good point. point. And I like him. <laughs> and I like Danny Dimes. But I like him too. you got to win this game. If you're Joe you Judge, yes. with, with all your yep. talk, and hey, we gave you the job, we're not telling you to go 8-8 eight and eight this year even to judge, but you got to win this game, Donnie. You got to win yeah, this game correct. if you're the New York Giants. I don't care if Barkley's there. It's, it's, no, it's, it's right there. The injuries line up, and again, you're worried about Danny Dimes being under pressure. Nick Bosa's in there. Bosa's in the game. All right. D Ford's in the game. Okay. They're not in the game. So I mean, there's no excuses for the Giants not to at least be competitive. And how many points are you going to let up against the San Francisco offense? Are you going to run George Kittle out there with a bum knee on that turf, too? Come on, man. Sets up well for the Giants. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. Right now, I guess they're they're on they're they're on the links over the Green Briar. <laughs> Donnie, right yeah. side. Great stuff as always, uh, Donnie. Thanks for the time. Thanks. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips, twenty four seven, as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering: real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, thanks to Donnie Wrightside for kicking it to us. Uh, great stuff. And uh, my apologies for butchering his Twitter account for the last uh, four years. Uh, as uh, well, um, I wasn't even close. Like, Wrightside VP, I've been telling people, go to Twitter, Donnie Wrightside. But like I said, if you punch in Donnie Wrightside, who's going to come up? There's no other Donnie Wrightside. Correct. It's, it's going to be Donnie Seymour, our, our main man. <laughs> Donnie Seymour. <laughs> Seymour Skinner. Skinner, right side. That's the best yeah. Seymour. Donnie, right. <laughs> Do- Donnie's the type of guy, like, every name works for him, too. Dr. Donnie. It's like uh, I agree. Uh, Doc, Dr. Picks. Like, Donnie, Don, like, everything. Donnie, right side, right side wager. Like, he's got great handles, uh, Donnie. Uh, but uh, great stuff. Yeah, I watched. I was with Donnie, right side, uh, when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Nice. Uh, he jumped in a uh, he jumped in a um, in a jacuzzi after in a hot tub 
uh, with like a bottle of champagne, and uh, he was he was uh, he was going <laughs> off. I was pretty happy too because I hate the Patriots, uh, and I had money on the Eagles. I had him on, and I had uh, Nick Foles to be the MVP, of course, at like uh, plus four fifty too. All right, uh, Cam. So, uh, what do we got coming up here? What are you doing as far as uh, these games for me? I'm taking the Tampa Bay Rays, bro. That's my baseball game coming up here. Give me the Rays. They win this game. They officially win the division. They want to pop that champagne. Um, they, they haven't won a division in 10 years, bro. Uh, I think it is. So it's it's a big, uh, yeah, 10, 10 years since they've won a division. It's a big deal to them. They want to win. They're in a division with the Yankees. They get it done today, tonight against the Mets. Give me the Rays. Yeah, I like the Rays, too. And I got one that's kind of like floating off the board. Uh, this pitcher for Baltimore, Akin, has been really good. As Nick Pavetta is not a very good pitcher, I think the Orioles are going to beat the Red Sox tonight. They're a slight dog in this game, Gabe. Give it to me. I might put a big parlay together because they're all juicy as well. Atlanta Braves coming up. They're a buck seventy, but I'm going to parlay Atlanta, Minnesota, and the Houston Astros to plus 260. That's going to be a three-game parlay I'm throwing down in baseball. All right, Pittsburgh and Chicago are up at 7.05, guys. I like Brault to go over a strikeout prop. Over 4.5 for Stephen Brault. Over 4.5 for Brault. We'll be catch you on the other side. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Build digital-first customer relationships with Salesforce Digital 360. Connect every marketing, commerce, and digital experience on a single platform. Innovate fast with easy-to-launch sites, campaigns, and apps. That's more relationships, more revenue, more return, and more success. Salesforce Digital 360. Hear from our customers at sfdc.co slash digital 360. 